You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? Today, we're going to be doing a little mid-season review. Last night's Monday night game, that officially brought us to the halfway point in this 2021 season. And I thought it was a good time to sit down and just talk through the top 12 players at each position. Some surprising names are in this list. And I'll give an overview of do I think that they will be there? At the end of the season, stay in that top 12, or do I think they might fall out of that top 12? So this is the mid-season review. And also, I want to say real fast, this isn't a popular take. People might not like this. The taunting call last night was the right call. Now, I think it's a stupid rule. I think it's an unnecessary rule. I think it's a rule that gives the referees way too much power in controlling the outcome of a game. However, it was a taunting penalty based on the rule, and it was really unfortunate timing. It altered the game massively, and especially it looks very suspicious when the officiating all game had been so terrible, but it was the correct call to be taunting there. It was a taunting penalty, and I think what people really should be mad about is that staring down a player on the opposing sideline is a penalty, a 15-yard penalty. That's what's so ridiculous. But it was the right call, in my opinion. I don't like the penalty. I think it's a ridiculous penalty. But we have seen plays like that getting called all season. So that's just my my thoughts on that specific scenario. A lot of people have asked for my take on that on TikTok. Before we get into this midseason preview or review. I keep saying preview. This is a review. I want to remind you all to please drop the five-star review on the podcast wherever you're listening. I think Apple is really the main one where people can leave reviews. When you drop that five-star review, I'm going to enter you in a giveaway for a Terry McLaurin autograph Rookie Notables PSA 9 rookie card. It's an awesome card. I'm going to be giving it away next week after his performance, and we'll give it away to one lucky review writer. So just a quick reminder, you've got about a week left to enter that. Um, And then one other thing, this podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's my personal favorite uh, way to make a little money on fantasy football. Prize Picks, super easy way to play daily fantasy. Just select the over or the under on different player stat lines or fantasy projections. And when you hit them, you make money. So go check that out on all your app store platforms, whether Apple or uh, Samsung, whatever you're using. Go check that app out. Use promo code PROFIT when you sign up and make your initial deposit. They'll match your initial deposit 100% up to $100. And you'll be automatically entered in this month's giveaway, which is the DK Metcalf rookie card, rookie gems, on card, auto, all that fancy stuff worth about $350 on eBay. So go check that out. And now, without further ado, let's get into the 2021 midseason review. 
All right, we're going to start things off with the top 12 quarterbacks. Number one quarterback, a player that not many were expecting to be number one at this point, Tom Brady. He's about 65 years old, but he's got a great roster, great wide receivers in Godwin, Antonio Brown, uh, Mike Evans, and things have been going well for him all year. Only one bad fantasy performance from him week four against New England. That was the only time he's been held under 17 points. And apart from that, he has been absolute fantasy gold. He's number one quarterback, not by a massive margin, but he has had a phenomenal season so far in fantasy land and in real life. And I wanted to quickly highlight how low scoring the quarterbacks are this year. I thought this was very interesting when I was looking over the numbers. Weeks one through nine last season, our number one quarterback was Kyler Murray, followed by Russell Wilson, followed by Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then Aaron Rodgers. Murray, 244 points. Wilson, 237. Mahomes, 235. Josh Allen, number four, 228. Then we hit the drop off to Aaron Rodgers at 190 fantasy points. This year, weeks one through nine so far, Tom Brady has 199 points. That is 45 fewer points than the number one quarterback last season through the first four weeks. And what's so strange to me is the number five quarterback right now, Josh Allen, has the exact same amount of points, 190, as the number five quarterback last year had at this point in the season, 190 points. And the number six quarterback right around the same. Deshaun Watson had 183, followed by uh, Tom Brady at 181 this year. We've got 181 from Mahomes and 179. So, so the quarterbacks scoring roughly the same. There just isn't an upper echelon of quarterbacks just outpacing everybody. That's what's so strange is we don't have anyone over 200 fantasy points at the quarterback position. So it, we don't have any elite just fantasy, you know, 35 point a game guys. Brady, number one, it's 24, 23, 26, 17, that sort of season. So strange season, very different from the past few years where we had Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, all exploding. So this is a strange year. But number two quarterback, another that not many people were projecting to be this good so far, Matthew Stafford, only three points behind Brady. And if he had just had a decent game against Tennessee, he'd probably be number one. But alas... That did not come to fruition, so he's number two. He's been very consistent so far. Only really one bad game, that game against Tennessee. He hasn't had quite as many uh, in the 24 range as Brady. He's had a few more, 19, 16, 17. So he's number two, but he's been very consistent as well. So far, Tom Brady, Stafford, I think those guys are locks for top, you know, top 12. They'll finish here. I wouldn't really be surprised if they finished right about where they are. The number third overall quarterback, he's the one that probably most people have questions about, Jalen Hurts. Now, in terms of consistency, up until week eight, Jalen Hurts was one of the most consistent fantasy producers of all time, scoring 20-plus points in every single matchup. Then he had Detroit, and he only scored 11. And this was because the game script did not favor Jalen Hurts. They just absolutely boat-raced Detroit. Then week nine, 16 points, a bit better, a bit better. He still could have had a great game if they hadn't rushed it so much with Jordan Howard. Let's talk. Do I think he will finish at number four where he is right now? Or do I think it will be a little bit lower for him? Well, number three right now. He's uh, yeah, slightly ahead of Lamar on this. Uh, I think he finishes lower 
than where he is right now. I think things get better. I think he starts producing a bit more than he has the past two weeks. However, the Eagles have figured out that they can run the ball pretty darn well because they have a good offensive line. And when that is going to happen, that will hurt Jalen Hurts' production. Uh, Jalen Hurts is running the ball very well. His, his rushing numbers are up, actually, really over the past few weeks. The problem is the goal line. Touchdowns are not coming for him on the ground. Like they had been, you know, against Tampa Bay, he had two right on the goal line. Same with Carolina. Right now, it's going to Jordan Howard on the goal line. And I don't really see a reason when Miles Sanders comes back why they would abandon the run game down inside the five. So that will hurt Jalen Hurts. Another thing that hurts Jalen Hurts fantasy-wise, hurts Jalen, that's hard to say, is that they have a very easy rest of the season schedule. They get the Giants, they get the Jets, they get Washington, Giants, Washington. That's how they finish things up in the fantasy world. And and what's very interesting about Jalen Hurts is he does much better fantasy-wise when the Eagles are getting beaten up. When it's a winnable game, Jalen Hurts doesn't really produce the elite fantasy numbers. So I do think he will finish top 12 because he's still running the ball 10 times a game. That gives him a very safe floor most in most cases, except for rare games like Detroit. So I think he'll finish top 12. I do think he drops a bit more, especially with the bye week coming up. I think he will finish around quarterback nine on the season. That's where I'm projecting him rest of the season. Now, Lamar Jackson, it depends on your scoring. This has him at three. The other one I use has him at four. It just matters on what scoring format you're using. It doesn't really matter for this. Uh, Lamar Jackson, though, he's, let's say he's number four for this. Do I think he finishes still at number four or better? Yes, I actually think that he will finish the season better than where he is right now. He has been very, very up and down. It's been kind of a, a tale of two cities. You know, week five, 40 points, comes back and has 11, 23 by 30. I think that this offense will have some weeks where they don't really know quite what to do because they have so many injuries. But with Rashad Bateman there, Mar- Marquise Holly Brown, I think that this offense finds a little more consistency over the back half of the season. And in matchups like Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Green Bay and Cincinnati and the Rams coming up, they will be forced to put up quite a few points in most of those games. And I think that will force Lamar Jackson to run. I mean, 21 rushes against Minnesota for 120 yards. That enough is... That's enough for me to say he's my favorite quarterback rest of season. That sort of thing makes me very excited about him. And the defense is a lot worse than it has been in the past. I mean, they give up a lot of points to Minnesota, and that is what's causing Lamar Jackson to have to to throw so much and play so much more. I mean, it, it's it, once again, these quarterbacks do better when they're in negative real-life game scripts because they have to throw more, pass more. They're just on the field more. They have to score more points. So I think he finishes better than where he is. Next up is Josh Allen, another inconsistent quarterback. He was looking like the best quarterback. You know, a lot of people said he was going to be number one until last week when he put up nine, eight points against Jacksonville. Terrible game. And I do think he finishes outside the top five, possibly at the quarterback position. Here's why. Against the Jets, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a quiet game. Because that's the sort of game where, where, where they don't really have to play their hardest in the second half. He certainly won't be running much in the second half against the Jets. Now, there will be some great games coming up for Josh Allen. And, you know, if he finishes six, that's still a good season. But the floor seems to be much lower 
for Josh Allen this season than it was last year. I don't really know exactly why that is. I mean, he he's he has been making a lot of mistakes as a passer. And in some games, it looks like he's a little scared to run. But I don't think this offense is quite as good as it was. And I think that he will finish outside the top five. I don't think he has a massive game against New Orleans. That defense is really fierce. I think New England could slow him down. I think Tampa Bay could slow him down a bit. And I think New England, again, could slow him down a bit. And then once again, he gets to the Jets, where I don't think he will have to put up 30 points. So I do think he finishes slightly outside the top five. Next is Patrick Mahomes. Will he be the quarterback six rest of the season? That's where he is right now. Things started off hot, but after that disastrous game against Tennessee, things have not been the same. He really hasn't looked good. I mean, we struggled a little bit against Washington. He hasn't really looked that great all season. He gets Vegas coming up, and then Dallas, and then a bye week. The season isn't especially easy for him. Uh, Denver, Vegas, Chargers, Pittsburgh. These are some tough secondaries that he has to face. And I think he finishes a little lower than where he is right now. I think things get more consistent. We don't see as many games, 10 points, 13 points. We see more 15 to 19 range. Not lights out, not helping you at all. I think it gets more consistent, but it's not enough to really boost him up. Then Justin Herbert, he's number seven. I think he ends up finishing a bit higher. Uh, he he had some inconsistency against New England and Baltimore, only 11 and 13 points there. Mike Williams' lack of production with that injury is hindering Justin Herbert a little bit. But we, we have seen so much upside. 42 points against Cleveland, 31 against Philadelphia. He started running the ball a little more. Minnesota can put up points. He'll have to throw a lot. Cincinnati, that could be a shootout. I think Justin Herbert will finish higher than quarterback seven. He's a quarterback that I was trying to buy low on after that New England performance. And I think that he can finish as a top five quarterback. I think he has a great game against Minnesota, a great game against Cincinnati, a great game against the Giants, a great game against Kansas City, an amazing game against Houston. And I think he can do well when he faces Denver twice. So I think Justin Herbert finishes inside the top five. Kyler Murray... Is the quarterback eight? Things haven't been as prolific as we'd hoped for Kyler Murray. He isn't running. Well, he's just running. He's not picking up yards on the ground like we'd hoped. A lot of the, the goal line touchdowns are going uh, to James Conner. James Conner has really hurt Kyler Murray's production. We're uncertain of Kyler Murray's status heading into week 12 or heading into week 10, I mean. And if he sits a second straight week, that will be eight points, zero points, zero points. I would be shocked if you were able to finish as the quarterback eight because he then gets another bye week. He hasn't had his bye week either. So we're going to have one, two, three, four straight weeks of sub, you know, eight, zero, 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 zero. So given that, I think that he will finish outside the top 10 probably. I would put him around quarterback 12. Um, Now, when he is playing, he's still a great option. But just in total points this season, I think it's going to be down quite a bit. So Kyler Murray, uh, unfortunate, but you might try to trade Kyler Murray right now because he probably, there's a decent chance he won't play against Carolina. And then you still have the bye coming up, so you'll only get him for one more matchup against Seattle until, and then we're in week 13. We're in week 13. So I know the name is big. I know he's a great player, but if you can flip Kyler Murray for for really Herbert, 
Lamar Jackson. Uh, I would I would try to do that. Now Joe Burrow is the quarterback nine. There he is. He was looking really great and then fell back to earth last week with six points. He just looked bad for some reason. I, I'm not sure exactly what happened. He just looked way worse. He he threw some bad interceptions that were definitely his fault. A bad week. I kind of chalk that up to just one of those. You know, just one of those weeks where things did not go the Bengals' way. Joe Burrow was off. They get the bye week. They come back against Vegas. That can be high scoring. They get the Chargers later on. That can be high scoring. Baltimore, Kansas City, those can be high scoring. I do think he finishes right about where he is. I don't think he has many more terrible performances coming for his way. I don't think there will be many 30-point games. I, I would be surprised if he cracks 30 points this season all. But I think he can put up 18-24 most of these upcoming matchups and finished as around the ninth ranked quarterback so Carson Wentz is actually now the number 10 quarterback somehow and I would be somewhat surprised if he fell out of the top 12 because he gets Jacksonville Tampa Bay weak secondary Houston Arizona Vegas high scoring games against good defenses or lower scoring games against bad defenses and I think he can put up fantasy points in those matchups there aren't many games there where I see the game script just completely terrible for Carson Wentz. So I actually do like Carson Wentz. I don't love him. I don't think it's going to be much better. I think this is what we've got rest of the season, though. And then Kirk Cousins rounds it off at number 11. I don't think he finishes inside the top 12. I think he falls completely out of the top 12. Here's why. He has a low floor. And he has some really tough matchups. I don't think he does much against Green Bay. I think he doesn't do much against the Chargers. I think Pittsburgh and Chicago and Green Bay, again, are not good matchups for Kirk Cousins. We could see sub-16 points about four more times this season from Kirk Cousins, and that's not good enough. That is not good enough for him to finish. He's barely holding on to this number 11. I think he drops outside of the top 12. And then Aaron Rodgers is the last quarterback inside the top 12. I think he finishes inside where he is right now, about quarterback 12, uh, if he plays this week in Seattle. He hasn't had any blow-up games this year, nothing crazy, but he's been very consistent, very good, and I don't think he has any more games this season where he, he performs poorly. Like New Orleans, that's really hindering his one point in week one. I think he has much more uh, 24 point games this season, rest of the season, you know, against Seattle, he can put up points, Minnesota, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, those could be high scoring games where you see Rodgers, not put up a ton of yards, but three touchdowns, I think he will finish inside the top 12. So who is the quarterback outside the top 12 that I'm projecting to squeeze back in? Because Kirk Cousins, we said, will fall out of it. There are several likely candidates. Candidates. We've got Ryan Tannehill and Dak Prescott. Those are the two that will most likely squeeze in there. I think Dak Prescott has the best chance to end inside the top 12, replacing Kirk Cousins. Here's why. He's a top 12 quarterback. He's just had the bye week and an injury. That has really depleted the fantasy points. Uh, if he's back on the field, he gets Atlanta, which is a high-scoring game. Kansas City, which can be a high-scoring game. Vegas, they can push the envelope, make him throw. Washington Giants, Washington, Arizona. These could be very high-scoring games, and they could be against very easy defenses. And as long as he's healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So he creeps back up into the top 12. He will probably finish around quarterback eight range 
it will just be a little harder for him to get way higher because he's already had one horrible game in week two against the Chargers. And then he had a bye week and then missed week eight with the injury. But rest of season, Dak Prescott is a player that I am definitely trying to buy because he has a very easy rest of season schedule. The Cowboys are in a competitive division uh, where where they, they need wins. The NFC is exactly what I'm talking about. Not their specific divisions, but just the NFC in general. They need wins. They need to, to keep pace with these other teams. And Dak Prescott should be a great rest of season quarterback. And then Ryan Tannehill's the other one that I could see sneaking in there. He's the quarterback 13 right now. And, and you know, it's 50-50 with him. I think if he replaces someone, it's Carson Wentz. <laughs> uh, it, it just, I don't have enough confidence to say he will finish inside that given uh, the change in this offense. New Orleans, he probably won't put up a lot of points. He'll put up a good game against Houston. New England, though, that's a tough matchup. Uh, Pittsburgh, that's a tough matchup. There's just a few tough matchups where I don't think he puts up, you know, 20 points. I think he's in the 14, 18 range. And personally, I don't think he craps, cracks the top 12, but he very well could. If he does, he's replacing Wentz. So that's my overview of top 12 quarterbacks and now let's go into the running backs. And then wide receivers and tight ends will be in another podcast. So this is a part one of part two. Uh, don't worry. I'm not going to keep you all this long. Derrick Henry. Okay, that one's easy. He's outside of the top 12. Uh, injury reserve, very unfortunate, but he will not finish inside the top 12. Then we get Jonathan Taylor. He finishes, in my eyes, number one overall running back. Austin Eckler, I think he can be number two. Him and Najee Harris, you can flip that. Kamara. Mixon, he's the first big surprise in the top 12. I guess Najee Harris, a bit of a surprise, but after week two, when we saw the utilization in the passing game, I don't think anyone's shocked. Joe Mixon's really the one that people were a lot lower on. Right now in PPR, he's the number six overall. 25 points, 28 points heading into the bye. He's been, he's been, he started off kind of slow, actually. Eight points in week two, 10 in week three, 13 in week four, 10. But after that, he's been on a hot streak. He's rushing the ball well. He's seeing utilization in the passing game, which is great. And I think he does finish about where he is. I don't see a reason he would drop out. Now, Cordero Patterson, he's another massive surprise in this top 12 for running backs. He's currently the number seven ranked running back overall. And I think he will stay there. I mean, he had six receptions for 126 yards. If you're in a PPR league, there's no reason to fade Cordero Patterson rest of season. He's been a great surprise. I've loved owning him in a few leagues. I think that will continue. Now, here is the first where I think they drop out of the top 12. Maybe not out of the top 12 fully, but drop significantly from where they are. Aaron Jones is the number eight PPR running back. He has not looked exceptional this season. His points are bloated because he had four touchdowns week two against Detroit, 41 points. Since then, he only has two games over 20 fantasy points. He has three, wait, one, two, three, four games this season in single digits, two of which five and under. He has an ability like no other top 10 running back to completely tank your your team. And he doesn't have an exactly easy schedule coming up. And heck, I'll say it. Man, what's, what's, what's the backup's name? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the other running back? A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. I completely blanked there. I'll say A.J. Dillon 
looks right now like a slightly better runner. And he's a goal line threat. I mean, after that week two against Detroit, A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones has only seen two rushing touchdowns. So I don't think he has the touchdown uh, floor that he has had in the past. This offense, you know, there's inconsistency. The quarterback position, it's just offense isn't high, high, high caliber this year. I think Aaron Jones slips out of the top 12, honestly. Now, DeAndre Swift, he's number nine. Do I think he remains here? Yeah, I do. He has such high upside, and I know he has a lowish floor. He's had a few games, eight points, seven points, 11 points. But with the upside of 28 points that we saw in week seven, you know, 22 against Minnesota, 23 against Baltimore, I think he finishes inside the top 12. I actually think he will finish the season higher than where he is right now at nine. I think he'll finish around six. That's where I would personally put him. He has some nice matchups coming up and his involvement as a receiver really gives him a high floor, in my opinion, usually. Then Ezekiel Elliott is rounding off the list at number eight in PPR leagues. And I think he will remain about where he is, 10. Or 10th in PPR, 8th in standard. I think he remains about where he is. He's had a very balanced uh, season of he's had a few terrible games, a few massive games, and a few mediocre games. And I think the rest of the season, that's what we can expect against Atlanta, against Kansas City, big games, against New Orleans, smaller game, uh, Arizona, smaller game, Washington Giants, mediocre games. I think he does finish about where he is, possibly a little bit higher at, you know, eighth in PPR leagues. Uh, I do think he's having a good season. A lot of people faded him. I was pretty high on him back of this first round, and I'm glad that he's playing well. It's nice to have him back this year. I don't think he finishes top five, but I think he stays inside this top 10. Now, Daryl Henderson is 11th. He struggled last week with eight points. He's had a few games where he got sub 10. But once again, his ceiling is very high. Now, he does have a bye week coming up, which is unfortunate because when someone's on the brink of being outside of the top 12, and they still have a bye week, you know that they will slip out of the top 12 at some point. And honestly, I, I would not be surprised if Henderson finishes outside the top 12. He's had a lot of blow-up games, but the, the floor is not very high. He can lose touchdowns and goal line carries to Sony Michelle. This game can easily get out, out of hand, and, and they throw the ball a lot to Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup, 13 receptions, or, or targets, and Robert Woods. I don't see... Daryl Henderson being consistent enough and having a high enough floor that he can survive this bye, survive a matchup against Green Bay, a matchup against uh, Baltimore, and finish inside the top 12. He won't be bad, high, high, and RB2, but I don't think he finishes in RB1. Now, James Conner is the number six P or standard league running back and number 12 PPR running back. Do I think he stays in here? Do I think he stays in here? This really depends on the James uh, or Chase Edmonds injury. If Edmonds is out six weeks, like some reports are saying, then yeah, James Conner will probably finish around the, the, the running back 12. He's scored in pretty much every game he's in. I mean, week three, two touchdowns. Week four, two touchdowns. Week five, one touchdown. Uh, week seven, one touchdown. Week eight, two touchdowns. This past week, three touchdowns. With that sort of touchdown consistency, you probably he'll probably find his way into the top 12 at the end of the season if Chase Edmonds is out. Now, which player was not in the top 12 that will get there. I'm projecting Daryl Henderson to slip out and Aaron Jones, I'll say, will slip out. So we've got two spots available now. Number one has to go to Nick Chubb. 
He's right outside at number 14 right now. And the reason he's outside is because he basically missed three games due to an injury. He was in for Pittsburgh, but but really didn't have much involvement or as much as we'd like to see. So he gets back on the field fully this week in 29 points. I think he finds his way back into the top 12. His upside is unreal. He's one of the best runners, maybe the best runner, pure runner in the league. The durability is a little bit of a question, but I think he'll be fine. Um, Now, if he's out this next week against New England for the COVID, then it gets a little trickier for him. I still think he can make it in due to Detroit being on his schedule, but it will be harder if he misses another game for COVID and then has a bye. That's two more zeros. If Nick Chubb is playing this week, I think he will force his way into the top 12 just based on talent alone. The volume is not exceptional. It's not what we want to see. He, for some reason, is only seeing, you know, 56% of the snaps as a high this year. Uh, But I think he will force his way in the top 12 just based on talent. And then who's the other one? Who's the other one who can find his way in there? It could be James Robinson. It could be James Robinson. He should be able to play in week 10. And if he can play, I think he finds his way into the top 12. He has a lot of ground to make up now. He's number 17 in PPR leagues. He got off to a slow start, then was great and then had a bye week, and then missed two games. So we've basically had three games of no James Robinson for all intents and purposes. And if he comes back, he can smash against Atlanta in Week 12. He'll be fine against Indianapolis and San Francisco. San Francisco just got torched by James Conner. He gets Houston and the Jets later on. I think he'll be fine against Tennessee and the Rams too. I think he can get back into the top 12 and finish as a top 12 runner. So those are the two that I think aren't in the top 12 right now that sneak back in. And the two that fall out are Aaron Jones and Daryl Henderson. And I do think James Conner will actually finish top top 12 this year if, if, uh, if what's-his-face is out, Chase Edmonds. All right, what are we doing on time? 30 minutes. Do we have time for the wide receivers? Do we have time for the wide receivers? Why not? Why not? Let's do the wide receivers. You know, worst case scenario, you pause, go get a snack and come back and finish this later. Cooper Cup is destroying everyone. He will finish as the number one wide receiver. Even if he falls off and is mediocre rest of the season, he's got such a lead on the other wide receivers. I mean, he has 235 points. Number two has 184. Number three has 166. He'll be fine. Absolutely unreal. I am going to leave Cordero Patterson out of this list because he's like the number seven wide receiver, I think right now, but I included him as a running back. Uh, It's weird. He's listed as both. Cooper Cup finishes number one. That's not going to change. Tyreek Hill finishes number two. No surprise there. Jamar Chase. Now here's the first surprise. He's number three. I think he finishes inside the top 12. He would have to fall a long way and he has too much upside in any given week to fall all the way out, especially when he's got so many beatable Defenses coming up. Vegas, he can get the best of them. And all it takes for Jamar Chase is one play for him to have a great fantasy day. So I do think Jamar Chase, yes, he's been a surprise. I think he doesn't finish as strong as he started, but I think he stays in this top 12. I would put him around wide receiver nine. Debo Samuel. He's the number four wide receiver. This is another massive surprise. Will he stay about where he is? I think he falls a bit. And I'll tell you why. George Kittle is back. Brandon Ayuk is Brandon Ayuk. I butchered butchered that name. Is finally getting involved. Debo's dealing with some calf injuries, and I still think there's a chance we see a quarterback switch to Trey Lance at some point this season. 
Given all those variables, I think he falls from the wide receiver four. Now, he he has a big lead over, I mean, the wide receiver 12 at 143 points. He's at 163, 20-point difference. I don't think he falls out of the top 12, but I put him around wide receiver 12 at the end of the season. I think the second half of Debo season is much less impressive than the first half. Devontae Adams, he's the wide receiver five, and he's done it with missing a week and then playing a week with Jordan Love. He is the best wide receiver in football. And with Aaron Rodgers coming back rest of the season, Devontae Adams will not fall. He will rise way up. Uh, And I would expect him to finish third or second, uh, switching out with Hill. Who will be third, Hill or Adams? They'll flip. And then the number next one, I'm skipping Patterson. We're going to Marquise Hollia Brown at number five if we're taking out Patterson. Do I think he finishes about where he is? I do. I do. He's been a great wide receiver. I mean, he's a, he's just holding on to the ball two more times away from being much higher than he is right now. He he has had a few bad games, but his upside is so much higher than most. He's got Miami, which he should be able to destroy them. He's got Cincinnati, that he should be able to get the better of them. Cleveland, he can do well. I think Marquise Brown finishes about where he is. I think he is has arrived as a top option. Michael Pittman. I don't think he stays here at number seven. If I had to choose one right now, I think Pittman would fall out of here. Look, he'll be good against Jacksonville. He'll be good against Tampa Bay. He'll be good against Houston. But in hard, tough matchups, such as Buffalo and New England and Arizona, I don't really have the confidence in Michael Pittman. And we've seen so many games where he just doesn't get thrown to. Now, I know he's had such an emergence lately. Three straight weeks with touchdowns. One with two touchdowns. A lot of the points are coming on touchdowns. And in those tougher matchups, he could really flounder. And I think he falls out. So with that in mind, we will have one spot so far to fill. DK Metcalf, number eight. And he's been doing it. He's been fine without um, without, uh, without Russell Wilson. And he's still number eight with a bye. So two weeks with Geno Smith and then the bye still number eight. He's a lock to finish top 12, I would actually expect him to finish a bit higher. Chris Godwin is next, number nine. Well, we have two more spots to fill because we actually didn't um, include Coriel Patterson in the list. I think he finishes about where he is. He's he's the go-to guy for, um, for Brady. Three of the past four weeks, he's seen 11 or more targets. He's got very favorable matchups coming up against Washington, against the Giants, against Atlanta, against Carolina, and the Jets. And I don't see a reason for him to fall far enough to be outside the top 12. Now, Mike Evans, I do think falls outside of the top 12 because Antonio Brown is coming back. And when Antonio Brown is going off, we've seen Mike Evans flounder a bit more. And his his floor is much lower. He's very touchdown dependent. In the games where he's been great, he's gotten two touchdowns. And I think that he does fall outside of the top 12. So we have three spots to replace. And DJ Moore, number 11 PPR receiver. I think he falls out. He started off hot. Look, Sam Darnold is absolutely atrocious. It's tough because there's some very favorable matchups, but we can't even start DJ Moore right now. He will easily fall outside of the top 12. So we now have four places to replace. And then Robert Woods, the number 12 receiver. I think he stays here as the number 12 receiver. He just got off to a slow start, but since 
week three, 14, 27, 11, 15, 20, 17. This is a high-powered offense. Um, honestly, Deshaun Jackson leaving opens up a few extra deep shots a game, and I think Robert Woods does stay in the top 12. Honestly, I think he'll stay about where he is, at number 12. So who are the four that will get their way into the top 12? Here's number 13 is Adam Thielen. Number 14 right now is Brandon Cooks. That is a shock. Number 15 is Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper. It's such a competitive list right right outside. A.J. Brown and number 28. It's a very competitive list. Who are the four that make it into the top 12 at the very end. And this isn't my favorite rest of the season. These are just the ones who can cover up enough ground. I think Brandon Cooks can do it. I think Brandon Cooks make it. Sit. He's got the Jets coming up. He's got Jacksonville. He's got some favorable matchups. Tyrod Taylor is back. He saw 13 targets with Tyrod Taylor last week. It didn't result into fantasy points, but I think Brandon Cooks can squeeze into the top 12. We've got three spots left. This one is going to Justin Jefferson. He's such an integral part to this Vikings success. He really just had a few off weeks, but I think that they see the success the team has when they get it to Justin Jefferson. I think they really game plan for him more. He has upside and he's not too far gone. He's number 16. I think he can catch back up and make it into the top 12. Who is next? Mike Williams? I don't think he does it with that knee injury. C.D. Lamb? Hey, he's 17. I like him a lot, but he's got a lot of competition. I don't think he makes it in. DeAndre Hopkins, does he make it in? Nope. I don't think so. He's day-to-day, might miss another week. The matchups aren't incredible, and he's once more got a lot of competition. Terry McLaurin. Does he make it back in? Yes. Terry McLaurin will finish top 12 because he's got Tampa Bay, Carolina, Seattle, Vegas, Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly. Some favorable matchups. He sees such a high target share in this offense. I think he can revive it with a few more 30-point games and make it back into the top 12. He is the main character for this team. So, so far, Brandon Cooks makes it back. Justin Jefferson makes it back. And Terry McLaurin makes it back into the top 12. We have one more spot to give away. I think Stefan Diggs will be great. I don't think he can catch up where he is. Number 21. I think the player who cracks in will be Keenan Allen. He's 18 right now. He has been seeing so much volume recently. In games coming up that can be high scoring, where the offenses can put a point to Minnesota, Cincinnati, Kansas City, I think Keenan Allen is leaned on heavily, especially with Mike Williams dealing with the knee injury. And Keenan Allen will come back and crack his way into the top 12. Those are the four that aren't in the top 12 that I think can make it. Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, um, Keenan Allen, and Brandon Cooks. Now, rest of season, I do love Diggs. I do love Diggs. I do love Lamb. 
Uh, I do like those good days, but they're just a little farther back and I don't think they have the game scripts necessary right now. I do love AJ Brown too. I love AJ Brown. And if I had to choose one more, it would be him. He's so far back right now. I don't know if I have the confidence that he makes it to top 12. He's missed so much time, but I love him rest of season. Uh, so those are the players. That is a bit of a, a mid-season review where we are, where we think we'll end up. And I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Make sure you drop that five-star review. Make sure you check out prize picks. And I will see you all tomorrow, hopefully, with a a little Thursday preview of the matchup. Uh, So thank you all for listening. And I will see you next time.